It must be understood by all that when we chose to follow the ways of our illicit government rulers, we made a pact with the devil. I could be talking about a lot of different things right now, but I'm not talking about, for example, all those who supported the Roe v. Wade decision to kill babies in the womb at will. But I could be talking about that. And I'm not actually talking about the parents who send their children to public schools where they are learning critical race theory and all forms of sexual perversion. But I could be talking about that as well. And neither am I talking about any other specific uh, horrible thing that is happening in our country right now at this time. But rather what I am talking about is something that is much more generalized, something much more universally agreed upon, something that actually even seemed like the right thing to do at the time, perhaps. What I mean is that we have made a covenant with death the very moment that we agreed to obey a government that is, number one, completely disregarding the Constitution, number two, ignoring completely the will of the people, and thirdly, violating a fundamental law of God regarding individual human rights that are instrumental in the governing of a peaceful and freedom-loving country. You're listening to Dr. Steve LaTulip on Unity Without Compromise on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Today, I just want people to understand that in essence, we have agreed to participate in our own demise. And why are we doing this? Why are we complying with a rogue government? A lot of time has gone on now, almost two years uh, since the start of the COVID pandemic. And a lot of people just dove into a sea of fear. And I suspect that many people have still not come out of that. But we've been gathering a lot of evidence regarding the real facts, the true science, the true politics. Um, we're trying to figure out what's going on. And those of us who choose to be honest with ourselves and with the real facts, we're not talking about the fact checkers facts that are so non-factual, but we are coming to understand better and better what is really going on, and that's making a lot of people unhappy. Having said that, however, I think that we really do need to grasp the fact that when we do submit to a rogue government in any way, we have truly made a covenant with death. But what is the driving force? Is it still um, is it still fear that is driving people to comply with the government? Or is it complacency? Have we been conditioned to obey the government so that we don't even think about it? If you recall, uh, in the Nuremberg trials back in 1945, uh, there was a statement made uh, by one of the Germans, Hermann Goering, who uh, was asked, how did you convince the German people to accept all of this, all of the 
the, the annihilation of the Jews, all of the horrible things that were going on at that time. And he answered, he said it was easy and has nothing to do with Nazism. The only thing a government needs to turn people into slaves is fear. If you can find something to scare them, you can make them do anything you want. And have we not seen that happen in America? We certainly have. And most certainly the fear mongering is still there. It's still going on. They are still trying as best as they can to perpetuate fear. Now we have the new Omicron variant, right? A rather benign variant. Uh, I believe that at this point there was reported one death by the Omicron variant in Europe. I believe it was Great Britain. But the fact is probably that person just died a natural death because there have been no other deaths by the Omicron variant. However, we still see a lot of people still fearing the Omicron variant and they're masking up like crazy and they're doing all these other things. They're social distancing. They are living in paranoia. There are some people who seem to be driven to comply with all of the government mandates simply by the driving force that is called fear. And it is very effective. We have to understand that. But I question if that is now the primary driving force that is continuing to allow people to think in their minds that they must comply blindly with the government. Perhaps complacency could be the new driving force, the force that is perpetuating people to continue to live blindly. And I struggle with that greatly because it should not be happening. Um, I just happened to stumble upon the words of a rabbi named Alan Anava. He was once a very secular Jew who was raised in Israel and he wanted absolutely nothing to do with religion. He moved to New York. He immigrated to America and moved to New York in 1998. And after a near-death experience from a cardiac arrest on Passover morning, 2001, this Jew all of a sudden was spiritually awakened and he decided to return to his Jewish faith. I can only wish that he would have acknowledged Jesus Christ as the anointed one, the Messiah. But I commend him greatly for his words of wisdom and his tremendous insight on the situation that is occurring globally and here and now in America, especially. I watched a video that he produced. And in this video, uh, this Jewish convert, Alan Anava, who actually is a Jew, but is now practicing his faith as a Jew, he stated in his video, I quote, it is not the evil government. That's not concerning me. He says, we expect that from a government. We expect them to be corrupt and evil. That's no big surprise. But then he goes on to say, what is concerning me is the stupidity of the people. And he is very emphatic when he says that. And I had to chuckle because I, I really have a hard time disagreeing with that. And he goes on to say that the fact that the government is evil, we know that. The fact that we are controlled by evil psychopaths, we know that. And then he says, what has changed? Nothing as far as the corrupt governments. 
But then he states, quote, the fact that people comply, that's a cause for concern. And you know why? Because these are the people who are going to go after you. And when he said that, I stopped and thought about those words, and I simply could not disagree. This is a, just an extremely excellent point that uh, the rabbi, Alan Anava, is making. Have we not already seen this? Are they not already going after us? I mean, think about it. The people in America, your neighbors, your friends, even your family members, you have seen them go after you already. How are they doing that? Well, um, in a lot of different ways. Of course, the, the key uh, divisive force but that is splitting so many families and friends is the, the vaccine status. If you have received the jab, then you are complicit with the government and you belong to a certain party, almost you could say a certain race. The wholly vaccinated crowd believes that the unvaccinated are the heathens. And of course, perhaps uh, the very opposite is true of those who are not vaccinated. And that includes me. I have never been vaccinated with COVID. I will not take that concoction. It is dangerous and harmful. And the evidence proves it beyond any doubt whatsoever. But the fact that people comply is a very, very severe concern because these are the people who are going to go after you. And if you think that family members will not go to all extremes, even to turn you into a government who would have you imprisoned or jailed or perhaps even killed, think again, because that very thing did happen in Nazi Germany. And it will happen again. The U.S. government has already encouraged neighbors to snitch on neighbors who don't comply with the lockdowns. And remember Fauci's recent statement about gathering for the holidays. He said, before you even allow a family member to step on your property to enter your door of your house, ask them about their vaccine status and don't trust them, don't believe what they say, have them show you proof that they really were vaccinated. Now that is evil. Dr. Anthony Fauci is a fraud, is in my opinion, truly a maniac. This guy is a genocidal doctor who is as evil as any of those Nazi doctors who did horrible things, experimentations uh, against human beings, against the prisoners in Germany during the Holocaust. It is happening again. Dr. Fauci has already experimented on humans and killed many humans. He is responsible for the death of millions of people across the entire globe with regard to this pandemic because of his bad advice that was very intentional. But look, workers and students have already been labeled. They've been, uh, they've been forced to wear the Jewish star, if you will, to point them out as being unvaccinated. And the Jewish star badge tells the world that their vaccine status 
should cause you to ostracize them completely. And there is a reason for this. It's to shame them and to pressure them to conform. And that's a very horrible thing. Look, haven't school boards already turned in parents to the FBI for challenging Marxist critical race theory and challenging the explicit sexual perversion agendas that are going on in the school? I mean, explicitly sexual content of the most sordid type is, is being presented to kindergartners, to grade schoolers, to high school students. And they don't know any better. They cannot make the proper choices, but their brains are being scarred forever by this horrible, horrible indoctrination. And these school boards are coming after you, the parent who love your child, who cares as no one else would care for your children. And they are coming after you. The FBI has already invaded and ransack the homes of some of these parents simply because they raised an issue of concern about their own children. You see, the FBI is corrupt to the core, as is every other single government agency in this day. They are the new KGB or the black priests of days gone by. And don't think for one second that they won't come after you because they will, they are. And if you haven't yet been affected by this tyranny, just keep in mind, it's just a matter of time. It will happen very soon. But this Holocaust, this new Holocaust is certainly different from the old Holocaust. And we have to remember that. The difference is that you who are complying are going voluntarily into the gas chamber. And those are the words of Anan Arava. You are voluntarily walking in to a death sentence, even though there's no gun pointed at your head, there's no threat yet of physical violence, and yet you will gladly comply. This Holocaust is very different. What is Anava talking about? He's talking about the vaccine. He stated 5,000 people waiting in line for the vaccine, voluntarily agreeing to take this shot because they say it's good for you and that they is the government in any capacity you want to look at. Nobody was forcing them. Nobody was pointing a gun to their heads they simply volunteered to get in line to take an experimental injection that could literally kill them or maim them for the rest of their lives. And they did it voluntarily. Please understand that the new Holocaust is going on right now. I cannot disagree with Anava on that. I do agree. And the death counts are staggering and they are increasing every single day. I checked out a, a website called the Worldometer, and the world uh, COVID deaths are being reported on this Worldometer website. And as of December 4th, 2021, so far, and these are reported deaths, 
263,307 deaths caused by COVID. Now, a lot of those may be exaggerated, but a lot of them um, may not be reported. It's really hard to, to come at a hard and fast number, but we know that there were a lot of deaths of the weaker uh, elements of our population, the very elderly, the immunocompromised, those with multiple comorbidities, these are the ones who likely would die from influenza or from any other bad viral illness that occurs every cold and flu season and has occurred for thousands and thousands of years. But the death count continues to increase. And what about the vaccine deaths? We are now over 19,000 reported deaths in the United States alone. And remember that those numbers reported to the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System are probably less than 1%. Globally, there are likely millions and millions of vaccine deaths. And you can bet that they are not being reported because they don't want you to know the truth. And therefore, the truth is called misinformation or disinformation. And what about all the deaths due to the COVID lockdowns sponsored by Dr. Fauci? Millions of children died due to starvation alone from the lockdowns. And the deaths due to the adverse effects from the pandemic response itself the, the entirety of it, the shutdowns, the isolation, the masking that made people feel ill, made them feel dirty, made them feel unwanted, unable to communicate. It took the lives of many millions more by suicide, drug and alcohol overdoses, the elderly giving up and literally physically dying of loneliness in the care homes. Millions have succumbed to the pandemic response, thanks to corruption in our government. But you know, the, uh, the pandemic or what I call Corona mania is not the only Holocaust going on. Remember that we have had abortions going on um, for some 49 years since the Roe v. Wade decision uh, back in 1973, and that has killed 63 million babies. Never had a chance to even take that first breath or to nurse on its mother's milk or to grow how many fabulous masterminded scientists have we killed? Have we killed a future president of the United States in those 93 million? What contribution would those people have made to the world had they been allowed to be born and to live? It's, it's amazing to think about that. But Corona mania is not the only Holocaust, but it is still being played out. And there are many, many more deaths to come because of the COVID pandemic not because of the virus, but because of the response to the virus. And the guarantee that the deaths will come are the booster vaccines, what they're calling a vaccine. It is not truly a vaccine. It is a gene injection designed to destroy the human body. 
And until we get that fact into our heads, we will see people continuing to line up for the proverbial gas chamber. They will die from the effects of the jab. It is just astounding that people are lining up to do this and not a shot has been fired yet. Now, Alan Inava, this rabbi, <clears throat> he has quite a following uh, right now. He's become very, very popular. And that the reason for his popularity is probably based on his claim that, quote, the Messiah should arrive. The Messiah should arrive anytime between September 2021 and 22. So he's saying that the Messiah is going to arrive on the scene being a Jew for the first time, because they did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. Uh, and we have to expose that because this guy, in my opinion, strongly based on the Bible, is that this is pure heretical teaching. And he, like the many thousands of others before him who have actually predicted the hour of Christ's return, will be disappointed. So don't put too much stock in that. But the rabbi, uh, Anava, um, when he states a truth, it is a truth, and truth is truth regardless of who says it. So I accept the truth of what he is saying regarding the pandemic and this new Holocaust, but Anava rejects the teaching of the New Testament. And so he is likely looking for the first appearance of an earthly Messiah, a king of the Jews. And that is very sad because that's what they were looking at when Jesus entered the face of the earth, was born by a virgin birth for one purpose, to save the world. He was the Messiah that was forecasted in the Old Testament. Yes, it is very sad that he has not recognized that the Messiah has already come. Now, people are desperate for a way out of this entire mess that is brewing in the world right now. They are hoping for a superhero to rescue them, and they will cling to anybody who appears to be a leader who might take control of it. And that is a very scary thing if you think about it, because that's exactly what we are looking uh, for to happen at some point in time in the future. People are very desperate for a way out of this mess. And they're hoping, and in fact, some Christians are hoping that God will take his followers out of this world, out of this mess by a rapture, suddenly being captured away, taken to heaven, and poof, you're gone. But that, folks, is not what the Bible teaches. That is the pop theology of our day. Now, I know that I've just made some of you very angry because you believe that and you think that that's been a teaching that's been around uh, forever, but it has not. That is actually new theology, relatively new, perhaps 150 years, no more than 200 years old. And there are a lot of people who don't agree with that. But we who would want to simply interpret scripture accurately using the rules of interpretation will be persecuted for doing so. And I would expect that. But we have been victimized by false teachers and by teachers who ignore the rules of sound Bible interpretation. And that is leading a lot of people astray, including many, many Christians. And I won't be a part of that. I just won't. I cannot. 
I stand before God and I have to speak the truth. Now, the Bible teaches that Jesus Christ will return one day to earth on that last day, the day of judgment, in just the way that he departed, because that's what Jesus said. But he will not come to the earth again before that last day of judgment. And this means that until that final day, we are stuck here on earth for the duration of our lives, unless he comes uh, suddenly, unexpectedly. But we are stuck here to endure our lives and to participate in this world, messed up as it may be, to influence the world for good. In other words, we've got work to do as Christians. And hopefully, we will choose to live faithfully to God's very two simple new commandments. Remember, we have 613 laws under the Torah, the Old Testament, the Mosaic laws, but we only have a couple of commandments. And when a lawyer, actually, a religious lawyer asked Jesus, what is the great commandment? The one great commandment, what is it? And he was trying to trip Jesus up. And Jesus answered, and this can be found in Matthew chapter 22. Read verses 36 through 40, and you'll understand the account. And Jesus answered very simply, the first commandment, the great commandment is this. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your might and strength, with everything, with your mind. And the second commandment is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, that is a very simple commandment to, to state, but try living it. It's a little bit more difficult. No, you see, the way of, out of this abysmal new Holocaust is actually very simple. It's so simple that many millions and perhaps billions of people won't even see it. And that's a very sad statement. I'm going to take a real short break and be right back with you. And then what I'd like to do is take a look at what the Bible says about complacency. Don't go away. Fellow Americans, how did you feel watching footage on the news of domestic terrorists looting our stores and burning our cities down? Uh, you were probably disgusted and angry as much as I was. It's disturbing what's going on. Well, you'd be shocked to know that your shopping habits are supporting these extremists. Companies like Amazon, Nike, Disney, FedEx, it's an endless list, and they've been supporting these radical groups. Let's stop supporting companies that fund these extremist groups. We can all do our part. Visit shoptotheright.com and you'll find businesses in a nationwide database and companies that are aligned with our American values. Visit shoptotheright.com and let's all make a difference. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races. You toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. 
To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Welcome back to Unity Without Compromise. This is your host, Dr. Steve Latulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio. And today, I am talking about something that is very, very concerning to me because by our own submission, we actually have made a covenant with death and we need to understand exactly what we're doing and why we're doing it. And we have to change it because if we don't change it, we will not save America. And if we don't save America, we will not save the world because they have to destroy America in order to put into effect the Great Reset, a global agenda. And I'm fighting it with everything I've got. So what does the Bible says about this complacency that is causing so many people to blindly obey? Well, if you go into the book of Isaiah, that's in the Old Testament, there are five books called the major prophets in isaiah is the first one of those and if you go to isaiah chapter 28 verses 14 through 15 i'd like to actually read that and it says there it says there therefore behold i will again do a marvelous work among this people a correction, excuse me, um, strike that. I'm in verse, chapter 29, verse 28 says, Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men, who rule this people who are in Jerusalem, because you have said, we have made a covenant with death, and with Sheol we are in agreement. When the overflowing scourge passes through, it will not come to us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood, we have hidden ourselves. Do you catch that? We have made a covenant with death. And how have we done that? By making lies our refuge. And under falsehood, we have hidden ourselves. And people will do that because of fear, because of comfort, because of complacency. Isn't that exactly what's happening right now in the world. This is really, really pathetic. Scornful men are now ruling us in America and their hearts are far removed from the God who gave us a land of peace and justice, a land of prosperity and honor. And these ungodly men offered us they have offered us a pact, an agreement, in effect, a covenant with death, and we as a nation have signed on. We have partaken of the rotten fruit of their malice and greed, and so many don't recognize it. But it has been very applicable in the fate that is evolving in America. And 
as Isaiah 28, 14 and 15 is applied today, we can take a look at the real science behind the pandemic and what does it tell us? We'll look at the lockdowns. They have robbed the poorest in the world of food and the hardest working small business owners, they have been robbed of their livelihood and the liberty seekers have been robbed of their freedom and yet we blindly obey. We were told to wear masks and the masks have destroyed the identity of our children and our adults. And they themselves have caused physical problems and psychological problems. They have destroyed communication. They have silenced us into submission and we will still willingly not only wear the masks, but go out and buy them. Make sure we have a good supply of them. Are we stupid or what? It makes no sense whatsoever. We see through science that the gain of function research produced number one, a novel virus that was designed, actually designed to kill off the weaker of the population. And gain of function resulted in a genetically modified injection that has already killed many, many people and is in the process of killing many more because it will go on. The effects of this jab are yet to be revealed and yet to do their harm. And still, we eagerly follow the Grim Reaper. Science itself has actually taught us just what the Bible says. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's John chapter 10, verse 10. And we have, in effect, invited the thief into our very homes. We say, oh, it's all right. Come on. Come on in and take us. We are yours. We'll do whatever you want us to do. If we do turn to Isaiah chapter 29 and read verses 9 and 10, we are told, pause and wonder. Blind yourselves and be blind. They are drunk, not with wine, they stagger not with intoxicating drink, for the Lord has poured out on you the spirit of deep sleep and has closed your eyes, namely the prophets, and he has covered your heads, namely the seers, and therefore they are blind. They don't seem to see what is going on. These prophets and seers have offered us death. And we have signed on the dotted line. We have made a covenant with death. Why have we done that? Well, let's read down a little further. In verse 13 of Isaiah 29, we are told, Therefore the Lord said, Inasmuch as these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the commandment of men, by the commandment of men, therefore, I will again do a marvelous work. And that marvelous work, believe it or not, will be a work of destruction. You see, when we choose to reject God's best, when we learn to fear man instead of fearing God, we set ourselves up. We sign on for a covenant of death. See, the commandment of men 
teaches us to not fear God, but rather to fear man. And that is completely backwards because when we stop fearing God, then fearing man does not become a, a very natural or does become a very natural thing to do. If we fear man, that means that we have little or no faith in God. And it also means that we lose faith in ourselves. We lose our confidence to do what is right. And so because of that, we blindly follow the false gods of greed and power. If they tell us to put on a face diaper, we do it without question. If they say to us to stay in our homes, if they tell us stay in your homes and don't come out, we obey and we lock ourselves in blindly. And when they tell us to take a genetic inoculation because it's good for you, we get in line for the shot. That's stupid. That is despicable. See, when we fear man, we become foolish and we do stupid things, just like Rabbi Alana, Alana Nava said. We have to understand that by submission, we truly have made a covenant with death. And where is this going? I mean, this is still ramping up. The coup that is taking place in America is escalating. There is more to come. There is more planned by these rogue, sinister leaders of our country who took over our country by totally rejecting the constitution by doing everything that they could do in their sinister minds to corrupt the election to take it by force and we have so far still allowed it to happen there's been no penalty paid for that treason and that disgusts me so where are we going well we have to be aware of that you know, you may have heard that the there is a plan in the next year to open a one world religion headquarters. It's being built on an island in the middle eastern city of Abu Dhabi. And what this does is unites Roman Catholicism with the Islamic faith, courtesy of the communist Pope Francis and Sunni Muslim Sheikh Ahmed Al Tayyib. It is signed supposedly as a, quote, global peace covenant, and they call it the document of human fraternity for world peace. Now, you want to talk about a lie. The stated purpose of the one world religious headquarters is, quote, understanding and tolerance among the faiths. But you know what that means. It means that something else is planned. Dubai is actually part of the United Arab Emirates. And that means that according to their law, first of all, it is illegal, illegal for Christians to proselytize. That is to convert others to Christianity. But it is also illegal for Muslims to change their faith. And death is the penalty if someone is caught doing that. Being converted to Christianity under the UAE means that you die. However, it's not illegal for Christians to change their faith to the Muslim faith. How convenient. There are three buildings that will be constructed for this one world's religion headquarters. They, they represent the mosque, the church, and the synagogue. So we have the Islamic faith, the Christian faith, and the Jewish faith all combined into one. 
so that we can all live happily ever after. But the cross as a symbol is banned from the Christian faith, okay? Because we can't allow anyone to have any, any hope of understanding that the cross and the message of the cross is the basis for the Christian faith. So I would agree that tolerance and understanding are good, but we are clearly told in scripture to not be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. Our goal should be to convert people to Christianity by lovingly sharing the gospel with them, not by threats of violence. Doesn't this sound like a one world order that includes a one world religion? We haven't been given all the details of what will happen before Christ does return, but we are actually given some details. And this is where a lot of Christians get very confused. If you turn to the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, you will find in, start, uh, if we look, um, I'm going to just read the whole passage because it's just fascinating. And it applies to so much of what Christians are fearing and what everybody's fearing about the so-called end times. Now, brethren, Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things, and now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy the brightness of his coming, with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan and with all signs, all powers and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, if you read through the Bible, you would see that there are actually three prerequisites that three things that must happen before the day of Christ's return. First, and we see two of them right here, the great falling away from God, the apostasy, the great apostasy, a time of tribulation. And two, the man of sin, the son of perdition must be revealed. That's the second prerequisite. And the third prerequisite, we're actually given in Matthew chapter 24, verse 14, that is that the gospel must be preached in the whole world. And until those thing, three things have happened, 
Christ will not return because that's what the Bible says. And we, must, and we need to remember that many antichrists have already come. That's what John tells us in his letters, first, second uh, John. And despite the fact that there have been many antichrists, um, there is a final one who seems uh, to be uh, soon to arise at some point in time, and then the whole world will know it. When will it happen? We don't exactly know. But he will declare himself as being God, God himself, sort of like the weasel Tony Fauci, who has declared himself to be a lesser God, the God of science. But this will be no secret once that son of perdition is revealed. And so we can look for that. But notice that God will send a strong delusion to those who accept the unrighteous deception among those who perish. And why would God do that? He says, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. That is, they made a covenant with death by believing the lie. And that's what's happening right now in America and in the world, by having pleasure in unrighteousness. And these are the people who will attack us, who will turn against us. We need to understand that the Bible speaks of two deaths. The first death is a physical death. And death, the Greek word thanatos, simply means separation. So the soul separates from the body. And therefore, if you keel over from a heart attack, you say, oh, look, he's gone. What do you mean he's gone? He's right there. Well, the body is there, but the soul is gone. And that is the first death. But there is a second death, and that is a spiritual death. And it is for those only who choose to follow the deceiver, Satan, and who believe the lie. You see, those who accept Christ on his terms, who are saved by the blood of Christ, will never experience the second death. But just what is the lie? Let's make this very clear. The lie is simply everything that excludes the truth. And then in this day and age, we are being set up because the field of medicine has been totally hijacked by liars. And those of us who dare to speak the truth are actually called the liars, and that is a lie. Kind of confusing. I hope you follow that. But if you believe that vaccines will save you from death by a virus, then you believe a lie. And if you believe that masking and lockdowns and uh, and all that the pagan god of science Fauci tells you and commands you uh, to do to protect yourself from the physical death, then you are deceived. But also, if you are putting your faith in any human or any man-made system, such as government, then you are believing the lie. And only a fool would believe he is safe in the hands of our present government or any government for that matter. If you really think that America can be made great again, restored to its former peace and prosperity and justice without a return to the Bible standard, guess what? Then you are just as deceived as Fauci, as Bill Gates, as Obama, as Pelosi, and all the other goons of deception. I'm just stating it plainly here. It takes no genius to see that America is rapidly crumbling, right? And where are we headed? Well, we are headed for disaster because we have submitted ourselves to these fools of wickedness. Simple as that. The more that we comply, the more we incite the wrath of God. And we will pay a price 
for our submission to an evil system. We as a nation will absolutely choose our own fate. God is not silent about his plan for deceivers and followers. We are told throughout the scripture that there is a day of wrath coming. And let me tell you, these are enduring principles. God will never change his character or his resolve. If you want to know what real suffering means, then just keep submitting to our rogue government. Keep pretending that everything will be just fine if you just trust them. Just trust them and do what they say because they're doing it for your good. Just keep believing that lie. And if you do that, you are going to find heartache and emotional pain and physical pain and very likely death because you just chose to follow and believe the lie. You took comfort in deception. That's a very very dangerous thing to do. You know, I recently watched um, the four-part series of the Hunger Games again. Um, I don't know why I'm drawn to that. I think I'm drawn to the that series uh, of movies because um, the Hunger Games so accurately seems to depict really well the reality of what is happening in our present age of darkness here. And there were a few just absolutely incredible lines in that movie. And one of them was, remember who the enemy is. We have to remember that really the enemy ultimately is Satan. And the enemy is spiritual in nature. And it is not your neighbor, it is not your your family members and friends who are even believing the lie, they are deceived. And that's a very sad thing. But when they side with the enemy, then that sort of makes them your enemy. But what we have to do, and this was pointed out so beautifully in the Hunger Games, when they were told to remember who the enemy is, as you had all these different districts who were actually being uh, subversively and blindly instructed to fight amongst themselves, because if you can get people to fight among themselves, then that's a, that, that makes the government look innocent. You see, it, it's, it's you people who are fighting. And ultimately, they'll say you're fighting because you're not complying with us, the government. But what we have to do, folks, as a nation, as a group of Americans, is to stop fighting among ourselves. Now, that's easy to say and very hard to do. It's very hard to have, as my show is titled, Unity Without Compromise. How do you have unity without compromise? It's very hard to do. But we have to, first of all, remember who the enemy is and commit to not believing the lie, because when we believe the lie, then there's no hope for us. And if we act on those beliefs, we are doomed. And that's a guarantee. That is just an absolute guarantee. And so we need to remember that the enemy is our government who is following ultimately Satan. We are on a path to death and destruction to the full extent that we follow them. Well, at the end of that movie, The Hunger Games, uh, after the enemy is conquered by the freedom fighters and peace is restored, 
uh, there's kind of an epilogue in the movie. And there was a very bold and a very true statement made about human nature. And I have to share it with you. And he says, of course, we're fickle, stupid beings with poor memories and a great gift for self-destruction. Wow. You know, this, this was not a Christian movie, but what a profound statement. We so easily, so quickly, in our own stupidity, choose our own fate of death and destruction. And because of that, because of that, we need a standard. The statement is so true. We tend to flip-flop on so many of our beliefs. We are very slow to learn lessons in life. And just speaking for myself, I'm telling you that at my age of 64, I still have a lot of lessons to learn, and I will confess that to you in a heartbeat. But when I see truth, I accept it, and I strive to make it be um, a source of impetus to act according to the truth. And if we can at least do that, then there's some hope for us. If we can acknowledge our sin and our shortcomings and say, yeah, I'm guilty of that, I sure would like to change, that's the beginning of where change uh, actually happens. Yeah, we seem to forget those lessons all too quickly. And that's why we forget the lessons of history. History repeats itself and we have poor memories. And so we do, in fact, repeat history. And that's very devastating to us. We need to remember that when we fight against each other and we forget the lessons, we hurt one another. And we repeat the same crimes against each other. We deprive each other. We shame each other. And all too quickly, we hurt each other and destroy each other. Ultimately, we destroy one another. And that's exactly why we need a savior, because there's not a human being in the world that is perfect or that always chooses to do right. And we do have one in Jesus Christ only who has done right, and he is the savior of the world. And we cannot reject that. If we reject that, we have rejected life itself. It's very important to understand that when we submit to what we know is an evil plan, a completely evil plan, when we believe the lie, that's pretty much the end of the story, unless we change, because we compromise our beliefs, we compromise our values, we compromise our own character and our faith in the one true God of this world. And however we might yield in any way, I mean, think about how you have yielded to the evil wishes, desires, directions, and mandates of our government. How, long, how much have you compromised? To what extent? Well, to whatever extent it is, you have contributed to the destruction of yourself and to your fellow man. However much we yield our values, we really have made a covenant with death. And for that reason, I ask you, please, to search your soul and ask yourself, what do I believe? What do I choose to believe? Because there's always a choice in the matter. We do have a free will, a gift from God, and that is what makes us explicitly human. And so I ask you not only to search your soul and to ask what you believe, but to consider your actions and maybe your inactions too. And 
hopefully to see how you might be compromising your beliefs by fearing man rather than fearing God. And for that reason, I also ask you to understand that when all is said and done, understand that nobody, nobody can force you to do anything that you don't want to do. You might pay a price for refusing to submit to evil. You might be impoverished. Your reputation might be slandered and your good name completely ruined. You might even be imprisoned and God forbid, you might even be killed for taking a stand on your actions and your beliefs. But what would you rather face? The wrath of man or the wrath of God? I personally choose to serve the Lord and I will continue to speak the truth and to expose the lies. You're listening to Unity Without Compromise. This is Dr. Steve Latulip, and I'm simply asking you today, please love God by loving the truth and living by it. Let your light shine before men and fulfill your purpose here on earth. I hope you have a great week doing that. Until next week, adieu.